I'm Bill Lawrence, and this is my Big Bag of Onions. The government to California, broken hearts and bots unknown. And through this night we'll share a lover On that dark radio I got so many beats on Hands pressed cold against the phone See all the stars
I decided that what I wanted to do was take a picture of myself where I was wearing no makeup, I had no fancy lighting, and I was going to send it to these photo editors and ask that they make me beautiful. Because I had no idea how this sort of experiment would, would turn out, but I hypothesized that my request would be interpreted very differently depending on the individual and the culture that they'd grown up in. So I sent my image to over 50 photo editors in as many countries as I could find. And as my, the, the edited images began arriving in my inbox, this really weird idea I had started to get really interesting. People had changed the color of my skin to be lighter or darker. They'd shaved down my eyebrows to be pencil thin or thick and bushy. I was dressed in a hijab. <laughs> uh, and in some instances, my face was completely reconstructed. Well, it took about a month, and I spent a couple hundred dollars. Um, but you know, in the end, I, I still didn't have any concrete idea what this project meant.
you should know that we are a game playing family. We play ball games, board games, dice games, card games, play all sorts of games. But the games that my children love to play most are games like Monopoly. And when they play Monopoly, they play marathon games of Monopoly that last hours and hours over days of play. Each of my kids has a unique strategy and personality when they play Monopoly. My daughter, who is 11, she is always the dog. She plays entirely for chance and community chess cards. You could say that she uses the luck strategy. My nine-year-old son is always the car, a very strategic player. He buys all of the railroads and all of the utilities and then proceeds to put houses and hotels on the most expensive properties. Very savvy. And then his younger brother, who is seven, he buys everything that he lands on with no exception, which is fitting because he is the wheelbarrow. One Monopoly marathon Saturday morning, I was playing with my kids and noticed that they were all playing just outside of the rules of the game. So they were doing things like buying each other out of jail and lending each other money to buy properties. And I found myself going, guys, this is not how this game is played. To which they would say, dad, it's fine. We just want her on the board with us. Or he can pay me back at the end of the game when he's flush with cash. And I'm thinking again, what am I teaching these kids? Mary, Mary. 
desire to be liked and approved of, it might never go away. Just like your core desires might not either. But what I know now that I didn't know when I was 20 years old, praying that the real world was my answer to loneliness and my ticket to connection, is that connection isn't created by the things we go get. Connection is created by the things we go back to. So my invitation to you today is simple. Don't do something new. Find something you're already doing with your friends and families or in your intimate relationships or within your communities. And do that thing over and over and over again. Do it with intention. Do it during the good times and do it during the mundane. So when the inevitable emotional storms hit, You have your ritual to go back to. You have your very own anchor of connection. Hot with grief 
begging please don't cut my trees please don't take my trees go help someone get them did not come to be the number one cable news network in America for fully 15 years, squashing Ted Turner's CNN like a bug by parading grey talking heads offering serious analysis. On Fox News, the screen flashed up constant alerts, loud whooshing heralded big stories, hot blonde anchors beamed through layers of lip gloss and commentators bawled at each other. It was a show, his show. He picked men to be pugnacious and women for nice breasts and sexy stockings. News and entertainment might be separate domains, but he intended to walk right up to the line and plant his foot on it. 
fair and balanced was his motto. To those who thought Fox lacked either virtue, he replied that his single channel was giving America's legions of conservatives what CNN, NBC, CBS, ABC, and MSNBC already offered liberals. Balance was how he persuaded Rupert Murdoch, CEO of News Corporation, to launch the network in 1996 with one billion dollars and a free hand.
typically work with a lot of guys who are more left brain dominant individuals. So they exhibit traits that are more technical in nature. They're usually in fields like technology or science or math related fields. And usually they are awesome uh, in math and science and technical fields, but not so great socially, naturally at least. So one of the things that, um, that I've created is called, and this is something that's going to help guys who are typically more left brain dominant in nature, how to have better conversations with women and people in general, but especially with women. What I found is typically these guys usually have a hard time flirting with women because, and having expanded conversations with women because they're usually the way that they talk is more succinct in nature. Usually guys who are right, left brain, you probably talk in more like bare necessities. You know, you say only the things you really need to say in conversations to get your point across or to get the message across. You know, hey, like for example, someone asks you how was your day at work, you might just say, good.
listening to my big bag of onions. Her name is Helen Demidenko, uh, and she became famous for writing this novel, The Hand That Signed the Paper, uh, which went on to win Australia's number one literary award. And Helen said that the novel uh, was based on conversations she'd had uh, with her Ukrainian relatives about their experiences in World War II. And Helen made quite a big deal about her Ukrainian heritage. She'd go to multicultural festivals and traditional dress and do Ukrainian dances and sing Ukrainian songs, etc. Uh, and what was extraordinary about this story was that a couple of years after the book got released, it became apparent that Helen Demidenko was in fact Helen Darvel. She wasn't Ukrainian at all. And in fact, she just completely fabricated her entire ethnic heritage. Uh, and when that news broke, uh, she became the latest in a long and scandalous list of imposters, people who have faked who they are uh, in order to get some kind of advantage. And history uh, is full of these people uh, women who have tried to pass as men, uh, paupers who have tried to pass as members of the royal family, um, and also people who have tried to fake their race. And it could be that you're all old enough now to be able to reflect on a time in your life where maybe you've just stretched the truth a little bit about your past, or you've allowed someone uh, to think that you're someone that you're not. Sometimes I lead, sometimes I follow This time I go where she wants me to go She said I may be today, may be tomorrow Go deep in the woods and down the long valley road Oh, I know it was on the old plantation Screw all the way down the long valley road And sent her away not too much later Left him walking down the old valley road I'm gonna walk on, walk on, walk on Walk on, walk on, walk on Walk on, walk on, walk on Out in the hall and we're talking in a whisper Everybody know that she was gone a while But somebody said she's gone to her sisters Everybody knew what they were talking about Oh, I know one was looking on the old plantation Showed her what they do down the long valley road Came back around like nothing really happened Left head standing on the old valley road I wanna walk on, walk on, walk on I wanna walk on, walk on, walk on Walk on, walk on Walk on, walk on, walk on.
In the fraught international conversation about drugs, there's one thing everyone agrees on, though some politicians might close the door before they say it. 50 years of war hasn't worked. Instead, it has produced international crime syndicates, financed terrorism, destabilized governments of the countries that produce the drugs, and clogged up the justice system and prisons of those that consume them. When it comes to cannabis, some of the loudest critics of the law are law enforcers themselves. As an ex-chief of police in Vancouver said in a recent CBC documentary, the only thing prohibition achieves is putting revenue into organised crime. It's taken more than plain-speaking police chiefs to bring the change about in America. Admittedly, Oregon, Washington and Colorado are liberal-leaning states. But the underlying social and political forces that move them towards legalization also exist in the rest of the country. To understand them, you have to go back to those much-quoted words from the Declaration of Independence. The inalienable right to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. To which one might add, not even that cynically, and profit. I feel 
listening to my big bag of onions. I grew up in the south of uh, Sweden and I love playing cowboys and Indians. I thought it was great fun and I lived where there was a lot of nature. Uh, used to ride bikes and skateboard and this goes out to the younger generation. We hardly had any technology at all. We had one TV and two channels and we had a phone stuck on the wall and sometimes when it rang we didn't even answer the phone. And I know it's shocking but it is true. And then computers came into my life such as Atari and Commodore 64 and I was blown away and the old world as I knew it was gone. And this is my son and yes I must admit that I'm too am guilty of letting him play video games in an early age and I thought it was both convenient as well it was you know great fun. And looking back into my younger adulthood I could see that I often escaped into the virtual world. Back then I had my son only on the weekends. And every time we went outside, I always had one eye on my phone and the other one trying to interact with my son. And we did spend time together, playing video games most of the time.
the places that I have known To all of the places that I have known To all of the places that I have known Red is a portal When I was seven years old, my parents took me to see a movie that made a lasting impression on me, and with me on an entire generation. From the red velvet seat I was sitting in, I witnessed a world of wonder and possibilities. And I got fascinated with science, the mysteries of the universe, the power of love and friendship, and the uniqueness of the human condition. At least, that's what I make of it now. Because I don't know about you, but when I was seven years old, I had a hard time making sense of any movie. Let alone one about an alien stranded on Earth looking for a phone to call home. So I did what most kids do when they don't understand something. I turned to a grown-up. Luckily, my father was sitting right next to me. So as soon as the movie started, I began to ask questions. Why did they leave him? Why is he hiding? What's wrong with his finger? Whatever I asked, because was the answer that I got. Till the break of day 
the patterns in the falling stars There you are, my midnight sky There you are, my midnight sky my favorite part of being a dad is the movies I get to watch. I love sharing my favorite movies with my kids and when my daughter was four we got to watch The Wizard of Oz together. Totally dominated her imagination for months. Her favorite character was Glinda, of course. Gave her a great excuse to wear a sparkly dress and carry a wand. But, you know, you watch a movie enough times and you start to realize how unusual it is. Now we live today and are raising our children in a kind of children's fantasy, spectacular industrial complex. Um, but The Wizard of Oz stood alone. It, it did not start that trend. Uh, Forty years later was when the trend really caught on with, interestingly, another movie that featured a metal guy and a furry guy rescuing a girl by dressing up as the enemy's guards. Now. There's a couple of really big differences between The Wizard of Oz and all the movies we watch today. One is there's very little violence in The Wizard of Oz. The uh, monkeys are rather aggressive, as are the apple trees. But I think if The Wizard of Oz were made today, the wizard would say, Dorothy, you are the savior of Oz that the prophecy foretold. Use your magic slippers to defeat the computer-generated armies of the Wicked Witch. Do you use your pointy nipples as telescopic antennae to transmit data back to Earth? But you do, you freaky old bastard, you! Hey Bowie, do you have one really funky sequence spacesuit? Or do you have several ch-changers? Do you smoke grass out in space, Barry? Or do they smoke astroturf? Receiving transmission from David Barry's nipple antenna. Do you read me, Lieutenant Barry? This is Bowie to Bowie. Do you hear me out there, man? This is Bowie back to Bowie. I read you loud and clear, man. Who yeah, man? Your signal weak on my radar screen. How far out are you, man? I'm pretty far out. That's pretty far out, man. Oh, oh, oh. I'm orbiting Pluto. Oh, oh. 
Drawn in by its gravitational, gravitational pull I'm jamming out with the McJaggernauts So, and I think it's pretty cool What was that sound? I don't know, man, I'll have to turn my ship around Ooh, it's the craziest thing Yeah, I'm breaking it out on my LSD screen Can you see the stratosphere ringing? To the choir of Afro-Nauts singing Bowers in space I'm Bill Lawrence. Join me again soon for another journey through the pleasures of music, words, and sound. I'll be seeing you. Bill's Big Bag of Onions has been produced and directed by Adrian Cohen and is a guppy production for Cone Radio.